Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. that you're here with us on this Friday, February 3rd edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Borland. Acknowledge me! He is the creator of the King's Beat and our 1320 King's Insider, James Ham. Kenny will be back with us on Monday. Hammer, we're so happy that you're here with us. Plenty to talk about, as always. Uh, Kyrie Irving is the gift that keeps on giving uh, as he's requested a trade for the first time from Brooklyn, requested a trade again. He the, he's he is one of the sports world's most unique characters, man. He's the jelly of the month. <laughs> he is the jelly of the month. Like he's the gift that keeps on giving all year long, Clark. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> eventually he's gonna go away um, because I don't think the league is ready for for this. But the, like they're. I think they're over it. They're over it. But I don't. But the problem is, man, this dude can still play. Well, I mean, it's not a problem. But like, that's the flaw. I think in the theory is like this dude can still play. Like he was voted an All Star. He's still really, really good. There's a oh, lot yeah. that comes with that. Uh, as Brooklyn found out, as Boston found out, as Cleveland found out. Like, there's a lot that comes with it. But. Man, this that dude can play. Yeah, I mean, if you're the NBA at this point, though, what do you? You're just shaking your head. Like, how did we give him an All Star spot? Like, really? Like, how how did you go ahead and and give him an All Star spot? I mean, he starts the season with a promoting anti-Semitic things. 
and now here we are again in the same situation where he's demanding a trade and just like destroying a, a franchise for like the third time that he's done it. Um, it's just to me, it's an embarrassment to the league. And I, I don't know how you like if you're a team that's shopping for a, a star guard right now, like what would be the incentive? What like the possibility of him saying something and causing you to lose like tens of millions of dollars in in revenue from you know advertisers and and fans and everything like it it's just sitting right there like why would you take that gamble to win a championship hey <laughs> I, 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 I like I like guess. like think about it like in in you know it's already in the chat right now just like you easily you can trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving just switch teams like there's no it's not complicated there's no like crazy stuff to it like you can just trade one to the other and what does that do for the Los Angeles Lakers it makes them interesting but I mean we're talking about a team that's so far down as it is right now like they've got a lot of work to do um, you know, I don't know, but, they, they're, but, 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 but they're, are they, but they're really not that far down. Like they're, they're, they're a game out of the playing picture. That was a huge win for them. Uh, last night they were down like nine, maybe with about eight, nine minutes left in the, in the, in the fourth quarter. And then LeBron James went LeBron James, uh, and took over and buddy went buddy. And he got trapped in the corner and had to take the last shot. Actually, I don't know that it was a good look. It wasn't a bad shot that he took. Uh, it was kind of a, well, it wasn't the best shot. It was like a Larry Bird fading out of bounds, borderline over the backboard type shot. He almost got it to drop, but um, that was a big win for them. And, you know, they're, and we'll go over the rest of the schedule because, you know, outside of De'Aaron Fox getting. Uh, screwed by NBA coaches last night. A lot of things went right for the Sacramento Kings, uh, which we'll dive into. But the, the the first thought, because you're not blowing up your team to make the salaries match, is the Los Angeles Lakers. You just switch Russell Westbrook for Kyrie, and you're off and running. Okay, so if you're Brooklyn, why do you do that? Because for me... You, because of what you just said. You just like, ridded yourself of Kyrie. I guess you rid yourself of Kyrie, but you know what you could also do? You could just tell Kyrie to go home and, and rid yourself that way, sure, and not and not give him the the ability to force a trade and for you to take back something. And like, look, while they you can probably make the money work, it's still taking on like an additional ten million bucks or eight million bucks for uh, for Russell Westbrook. Like their contracts aren't aren't totally similar. So unless you're making the Lakers take a bunch of crappy contracts to go with it, what do the Lakers have to offer? Like a 27, uh, 2027 uh, first round pick? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you're getting from that trade? Well, see, that's a player that I think they'd be willing to do it for. I think they'd trade the 2027 first round pick with Russell Westbrook for Kyrie because I think the Lakers believe they can sign Kyrie Irving. That's possible. But I mean, if I'm if I'm Brooklyn, what is the incentive? Because that's that's really not much of an incentive. I don't think there is. But who? But who's going to give you an incentive? That's that's the thing. I, th that's what I mean. It's kind of like what you just said a minute ago. Who's going to take that risk? We know Rob Palenka don't give a damn. He'll do it. But who else will? 
No, I, I, I don't, don't think there's a, a bunch of teams lining up to for his services. I mean, like the player versus the human being is just like, and, and let's be honest, it's not like Kyrie Irving plays all the time. I mean, we're talking about a guy who historically misses 20 plus games a season. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's someone that you can rely on. Like his greatness, it's, it's there, sure, but... It, it's only part-time. It's like Anthony Davis, you know? It's like, sure, Anthony Davis, if he's right, if he's 100%, he might be able to win you a championship in a 71-game bubble season where he got three months off to get ready for, like, like the bubble experience. But, like, I just don't know that, that he's, you know, you're going to be in playoff contention or, or title contention all the time when you have players like this who, who don't play games. I mean, he is demolished that franchise he has made that franchise like realistically that that team has every opportunity to be really good and he's just wasted so many years of kevin durant's career just being himself and that to me is like really crazy i agree but only to a certain degree i think sean marks did far more uh destroying of kevin durant's years than kyrie irving did because i thought that team was just fine until they decided they wanted to get greedy and go acquire James Harden, who has absolutely zero success uh, in the playoffs in his career. Uh, That is what I thought killed the team, because you had a lot of pieces around Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that I think you would be far further along in the process uh, than you would be if you would have without James Harden. I understand Harden. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, shoe size smaller, and 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 Brooklyn's going to the NBA Finals over the 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 Milwaukee Bucks instead. But I still, I, I still think that team is in a far better position if they hadn't tried to go acquire James, or if they hadn't gone and acquired James Harden a few seasons ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's possible. But like the fact is, if you had Kyrie just playing basketball and focused and and showing up eighty two games a year or seventy five games a year that team is is probably already won a championship you know yeah, and the I, fact that I don't disagree you, know, you you basically you bought uh a lemon that's less what you got i mean you you tried to build a super team and we like more often than not we've seen super teams fail now like because there's only one like what the one bit major super team that was able to pull it all off was was uh miami but outside of that, like adding stars after stars, it doesn't usually work unless you got everyone bought in 100%. And then the right type of players, the right type of stars that that believe in, you know, winning together. Like what we see with the Golden State Warriors. Every single one of those guys through their championship years, they're so focused on winning. Like that's what they're there. They're, they show up every day to win championships. And that's just not what Kyrie is. He's not a guy who's going to show up every day. Um, you're going to get him, you know, there's probably 50 games a year where he's a huge piece into why you're winning. But those other 30-plus games and then the playoffs and everything else, it's just a, a coin flip wh- who you're going to get, what type of dude you're going to get, and whether he's going to embarrass your franchise beyond embarrassment or cause havoc like he is today with a trade request. Um, it's just like I, I, I'm not – I'm not playing in that pool. Like you can go ahead and do whatever you want to do, man. I, I'm I'm not going to be part of what you're doing. Well, why show up every day when you can show up once in a while and get rewarded with All Star appearances? Uh, that's what we saw yesterday when Devonta Sabonis was selected to his third All Star appearance, and De'Aaron Fox was not. 
he was passed over for guys who we didn't have on. We had Paul George on the radar, though I didn't think they'd go the direction of Paul George. Jaron Jackson was ultimately the one uh, that stunned everybody, which is really unfair to Jaron Jackson because he's a really good ball player. He's a very, very good ball player, and I'm a huge fan of Jaron Jackson, but he is not an all-star. He has not had one of the 24 best seasons uh, to start this NBA season. He hasn't had one of the 24 best first halves of the season. But I did notice something, and this actually didn't dawn on me till this morning, and I'm curious if you picked up on this. Because we saw the Drew Holiday selection uh, out east, and Jaron Jackson, Paul George. It felt like the coaches had a meeting and said, we've got to start rewarding defense. And... For a game where you play no defense. But go ahead. <laughs> bingo. But it's still a reward. Because those... They all selected the same... Like, that. That those those guys were selected. And, and, and those... So the, 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 the Adam Silver thing is interesting because a lot of people... Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Fox still has a chance to get in. From from what I understand, and I do, I absolutely believe Adam deviated from this last year. Adam looks to see who's next, like who was the guy who just missed out. He'll he'll go back to the votes from the coaches and see who's the guy who just missed out, or maybe he'll look at the cumulative vote. Who's the guy who just missed out? Again, occasionally I believe he does de- that gets deviated from, and I think it got deviated from for the Mike Conley selection. Um, but it's I don't think it's a surefire bet that De'Aaron gets in. Uh, over you know, to, to to what we who, who we ultimately think Zion's going to be replaced. I don't I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. De'Aaron gets in at all. No, I mean realistically, if you look at the way that the season ended, and you look at the cumulative between the media votes, the fan votes, and the coaches, uh, the players vote, um, Fox is the next guard. Like the he's number six. The other five guards are in. Uh, the problem that you have is that Anthony Davis was number four on the uh the forwards list and like anthony davis is is a mvp candidate when he's healthy the problem is he can't stay healthy um and his team is just bleeding out i mean like they they seriously that's a team that's just like hemorrhaging on a nightly basis is whether he's there or not it doesn't matter so like if you're adam silver I, i think you do have a decision to make there that that won't be easy in it, but does Anthony Davis really, is he going to be like upset that he didn't make it? I mean, your team's well, 12th in the Western conference, you're three games under 500. That team doesn't deserve to have two representation, uh, two representatives in the all-star game. De'Aaron Fox deserves to be in the all-star game. We'll talk more deserves about to, what's that. I said, we'll talk more about this. Uh, we'll talk yeah. more about this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk Kings Pacers tonight. Uh, by the way, I, I stumbled across this, uh, you know what the Lakers' record is with Anthony Davis? It's 14 and 15. And that's after last night's win. We're just getting started. Dealing with KC, James Ham sitting in for Kenny Caraway here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that Odyssey app on your smartphone or whatever your favorite device is. Uh, register, say ESPN 1320 is your favorite radio station. That way when you, you could get alerted when we go live here at 12 o'clock and you can get alerted when we go live uh, after hours. Uh, I want to talk about DeMontis Sabonis and, and, and his all-star selection and, and, and Tyrese and, and everything that we've seen uh, in the last year. But before I do, I want to give some flowers to my man James Ham. Uh, we try to stress this leading into these happy hours. Uh, it's not a like a sell job. Like these happy hours that James hosts have just become some of the most spectacular things like that you could be a part of. James, you have a as a as a host, you have a tremendous ability to get people to open up and share stories. And to listen to Aileen Voisson who had who has just a such a lengthy career. Uh, in sports, tell stories about her relationship with David Stern, about covering the dream team and the international game and 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 the, and the story she told about, you know, Vlade in the international game. And uh, of course, she shared her opinions on DeMarcus and this current team and the current game and all of that stuff. But the story she has from her career, man, that was just sitting back with my headphones in my ear and the camera off on my phone. I couldn't have possibly enjoyed last night's happy hour anymore. Oh, thanks, man. Um, they are, I, I don't know how they've worked out to be this way, but I, to me, they're the funnest thing I do as well. Uh, you know, like we, I, I podcast all the time. I'm, I'm on with you guys all the time. I write, you know, three to four times a week. Um, but the happy hours, like for whatever reason, they strike a nerve. Like the, the connection that we're able to create is really strange because like without being in the same room, it's really hard to make that that sort of break down the walls. And like that's something that for some reason people forget that I mean, we had like 92 people in for a happy hour, which is which is crazy that mm -hmm. for like a it's a Zoom call. Event, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. For like something that is like very limited and how many people can be there and all that. I mean, like 92 people show up. But it's almost like we're able to phase out all of the, the little Brady Bunch or Partridge family squares that you're surrounded by on Zoom and just kind of connect one on one and have conversations. And 
I thought Aileen was great. Uh, you know, Aileen was either beloved or hated here in Sacramento. It depends on who it was that you're talking to. Um, she was, and that was her role as a columnist to uh, push buttons. And uh, people don't know some of the things about her, but like she was the second beat writer, female beat writer in the history of the NBA. And she was the only beat writer through most of the 80s, female beat writer in the NBA. And it's just crazy. Like her entire career is wild from start to finish. And her stories were great. Her connection with David Stern was like incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, having and, and people may not know this, but uh, you can a lot of fans in Sacramento, you can thank Aileen voice on for uh, the King staying. Part of the reason why the King stayed was that she was on David Stern every single day. Every single day she would stay up and she told us she would stay up until two o'clock in the morning because she knew that Stern woke up at five o'clock in the in the morning on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And she would start in on him first thing in the morning. And she kept a connection here with the city uh, to Stern. And uh, yeah, it, it was a great conversation. I, I can't wait for the next one. I don't know who we'll have on next time, but man, she's an interesting lady. She always has been. But like getting in a one on one setting like that, uh, I thought was pretty unique. Uh, the premium content on the Kings beat uh, is well worth the investment as a Kings fan. Uh, but these happy hours, and we'll continue to tell about, uh, tell you about them and push them. They don't rec get recorded. They don't get saved. They don't get put anywhere. They don't get stored anywhere. They're very literally off the hour. Once the once the call ends, like it's over. If you were a part of it, you were lucky. If you missed it, uh, you missed it. And you asked like you don't know how they've they've kind of turned into this. And 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 last night. To me, it, I, I think I can answer that. It, it, it's you. You, you, you kind of you sit as all, all the, the, the analyst and the reporter uh, with, with me and Kenny so, so regularly that a lot of people don't know you can host, and it really boils down to the host dictating the, the way the conversation goes. Like we've said for two and a half years on D'Lo and KC, we talk sports with our friends for four hours. Like that's what we do. That's why Trista's able to shed the betting stuff and just come in here and have fun. It's why Matt George is is able to put on a scarf and some glasses and have a wooden flower and do some poetry. <laughs> it's because like we're just we're just kicking it, having fun. But that's that's the environment uh, that we've set, and you have set a similar environment. Uh, with the uh, with the happy hours and man, it's just you 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 deserve your flowers. That was that was just some really good stuff last night. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being there for a lot of them too. It, it does help when you have a, other people asking questions here and there. Um, you know, Sean popped in for a little while. Brendan was there for a little while, but a lot of it is just like it's kind of just sitting there on on a couch almost like hanging out with somebody mm -hmm. and, and and watching other people just sit there and, and like absorb it. And we're all drinking. I'll yeah. be honest. We're all like, I, I drank a lot of whiskey last night. I don't know how much, but I, I felt it when I went to stand up. Uh, <laughs> and that's good though. I mean, it's laid back. And yeah. I, I think a lot of people see me here or they've seen me on NBC for years and all that stuff. And um, I, I sometimes can come across as like stiff and like, you know, not laid back at all, but I do like to lay, but you know, kind of chill out and, and, and have a few glasses of whiskey and, and, and talk sports. And you're pretty relaxed so. with us. It's, it's, so. it, it, it took a little yeah. while. It's, it, 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 you know, at first it was just, you know, James, the Kings, Kings, you know, reporter and 
Then we started doing it like really, really regularly. And I was trying to pinpoint this morning the moment where like James just just let his let his hair down. And I remember a particular rant against Alex Rodriguez that was just hysterical. And I think that's the moment. Like that was that's the moment we need to have James with us more. That was tremendous. I can't even remember what sparked it, but you went in on A-Rod. And I just remember thinking when it was over, God, that was good stuff. That was great stuff. Yeah, I do have opinions on on him. I like, and I'm a sports fan. I mean, that's what it I, like. I love baseball. I love football. I played fantasy football. I think this was year 32. Um, you know, I'm just a big sports fan in general, and so I like coming on and talking sports. I I enjoy the radio. Even like the way you guys do it is so different. Where we don't have so many commercial breaks. We have longer. Uh, discussions and you know I, I like that I like that it's more like a podcast feel and and to me podcasting is like the new long form journalism yeah. it's there, there's no way to get someone to read 2,000 words let alone three or 4,000 words anymore but they will listen for 45 minutes or an hour and so I, I think it's it, it's pretty cool yeah it's 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 great stuff another thing that I think is really cool uh, is the fact that about one year ago, uh, the Sacramento Kings were eviscerated across the board for a trade they made with the Indiana Pacers acquiring DeMontis Sabonis. And there was all this talk about giving up the, uh, the, the, the future of the franchise and giving up a, a, quote, generational talent like Tyrese Halliburton. And in some people's words in their podcast and their long-form journalism, they said they traded him for nothing. Well, that nothing got named to his third all-star team last night. That nothing has been the hub of the Sacramento Kings universe uh, this entire season. Uh, that nothing is a big reason that the Sacramento Kings are eight games above 500 right now. And I think it is just incredibly poetic that DeMontis Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton were both named to the all-star game yesterday. I also think Monty McNair deserves a lot of credit uh, for, I mean, simplest put, the balls to pull off this deal, to make that deal, to recognize we've got a, 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 a player here that, that teams will covet, but it's created a really crowded position on the, on, it's created a really crowded area on the basketball floor, and we have the ability to space things out with De'Aaron Fox a little bit, allow De'Aaron to thrive, get a two-time all-star, and send Tyrese somewhere else where he could wind up being really successful as well. And it's worked out to perfection to everybody involved. I don't give as much credit to the, to the, to the Indiana Pacers general manager because they were already shopping DeMontis Sabonis, and he took no heat for this deal. But Monty dealt with the firing squad and the podcast and the long-form journalism and the J.J. Reddicks and the PTIs and the sports centers and the Bill Simmons. He dealt with all of that, and here we are about a year later, both of those guys being named to the All-Star team and Monty McNair uh, being in line for an Executive of the Year award. Yeah, and then add to that that they play each other tonight. I mean, yeah. it's spectacular. They both make yeah. the All-Star team, and then they go head-to-head. And so to me, like, look, when the move was made, I understood it. Um, I was told literally like three days before that they were not going to trade. They were not going to break up the pairing of De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, I'm talking at the highest levels. I was told that 
very specifically. And then the right deal came along. And like, look, you can say whatever you want, but in the NBA, everything is about maximizing the the value of your players. Like if you can't find a way to make it fit together and maximize each one of your individual players, like we're seeing with a guy like Trey Lyles, they're maximizing Trey Lyles. They're, they're maximizing Kevin Herter. He's averaging three points more per game than he had, ever has any time in his career. They're maximizing even Harrison Barnes at this point, where you're making a guy who's turning 30 still look like he's 25. The way you do that is very specific. You go out and you find pieces that fit together. And unfortunately, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, they could be a lot of fun together. They would have never played defense together at all. It would have been bad defensively forever. And they both want the ball in their hands in a specific way. And it just didn't work. And it's unfortunate because they're fun. They're both good guys. They're both, you know, great people to cover. Halliburton specifically is like one of the most uh, well put together, like gifted speakers that you're going to find in the NBA. The only one that I have ever run across that's even close is CJ McCollum. Um, like when Halliburton's done, he goes right into the booth. It doesn't matter where, I mean, he's going to be on ESPN. He's going to be on TNT. He's going to be somewhere because that's who he is. That's how he, he talks. It's how he carries himself. But this team right now would not be eight games over 500. They would not be the third seed in the Western conference with Tyrese Halliburton instead of Demonis Sabonis. That's the facts. They would not. They weren't good last year with those two. It doesn't matter what you put around them. It was impossible to build the team around them. And it's just unfortunate. Well, and and, and the uh, the domino effect of not being able, like Kevin Herter and Malik Monk don't make sense either. Like your whole approach to the offseason changes if you're moving forward with De'Aaron and Tyrese. And... The fact that you were able to to get that front court player allowed you to add some more complementary pieces to De'Aaron Fox in the backcourt. Yeah, and, and I'm going to add this too. Like, to, what they've done to Demonis Sabonis is such a disservice. I mean, to me, like the lack of of real understanding of basketball that we were seeing on like a national scale when it came to this, it's just horrible. I mean. Do, do people not understand that, like, if Demonis Sabonis makes the All-Star team next t- next year and the year after that and the year after that, then now we're talking about Demonis Sabonis, the Hall of Famer. Like, it's not like they gave him up for some schlub. They gave him, I mean, one guy is a two-time All-Star, one guy now, uh, now a three-time All-Star. The other guy just made an All-Star team, so good for him. But there's no guarantee that he'll make the All-Star team again. You know, the Eastern Conference could shift up and, and he could just be on the outside looking in. Uh, we don't know what will happen with Tyrese Halliburton, but when you get to the third All Star at 26 years old, like Sabonis has this opportunity here, especially if the Kings are good. If they're good for the next three to five years, he has an opportunity to be a Hall of Famer, and maybe Ty does too. But like Sabonis, I don't think had that opportunity in Indiana, and I don't think that in Sacramento, Tyrese Halliburton would have that opportunity either. There would have always been the fact that you have De'Aaron Fox, whose contract would probably be very difficult to move at that time, um, and and now you just have pieces that fit together. I admittedly had this very like strange moment following uh, the show yesterday, where I uh, 
do what I normally do, go downstairs, feed Sprout, we grab the leash, and we go for a walk to the park, right? And I find myself walking like mad. Like, I'm legit <laughs> angry. Like, I'm angry over the De'Aaron Fox thing, and I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm thinking about what this means, you know, for, for, for De'Aaron, what this means for Sacramento, what the overall outlook on this is. And I'm literally just walking around angry. I'm texting Jill Edge, texting different people. Everyone is kind of frustrated. And then I just had this moment where it was like, wait. If you said at the beginning of the year the Sacramento Kings have an all-star, we'd be elated. And then, it, and then, and then, and then there, there was a a, a a moment a couple of weeks ago, really after after De'Aaron got back from from taking a couple of games out because of the foot issue, where he's like, "Oh, he's he's back. He was he 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 was doing what he was doing at the very beginning of the season." Man, we might have two all stars, and it dawned on me, like, man, we've focused so much of our frustration on De'Aaron not getting in that I'm not sure that we're celebrating Demontis Sabonis. Uh, as much as we should be. He should absolutely be celebrated by us, by the fan base. He should be celebrated by the league uh, for what he's been able to do here uh, in Sacramento. And I felt really bad about that. I was, I'm was, i still really frustrated for De'Aaron. I know De'Aaron will say he doesn't care. It's about wins. And given what he's gone through in his career, to a certain degree, I believe him. But he deserved this acknowledgement. And that's that's unfair to him, but... Uh, shouldn't take away from from what DeMontis Sabonis, the, the celebration that DeMontis Sabonis deserves. Yeah, I think that's the worst part about it, right? Like even watching, like we were still, like we were in the chatty house still. We, we were still live streaming when they went up. Like there was a point where they flashed up the graphic with the, and they had four players up on the board yeah. and then five players and they didn't have Sabonis. And then all of a sudden they, oh shoot, we forgot Sabonis and they threw him up there. Such blatant disrespect. Like you got one job, you know, they know beforehand, yeah. like those cards were printed. Trust me, the, the people behind the scenes knew exactly who was going to be up there. The guys and at the table may not have known. Yes, but everybody backstage knew because they had to have those video packages ready and those graphics ready. They already had the graphics package ready. So for them to act like they, you know, oh shoot, we forgot to put Simonis up there. It's just blatant disrespect, and I feel bad for Simonis because we should be celebrating Simonis today, like what he's accomplished, what he's meant to this franchise in a year is is stunning. Like he's the most transformative player this this franchise has added since Chris Webber. And by the end of the day, he might be the most transformative player they've ever brought in during the Sacramento era. And to hit, for him to not be celebrated today because Fox was, like, just to be honest, screwed over, um, it, it's really, it, it sucks. Like, I, I, you know, I wish they were in Sacramento so we could have yeah. these conversations with Domas, even if it's off the record and just, you know, walking over to him and saying, you know, how much we appreciate what like to cover him on a daily basis has been great. Um, he puts up with the media way too much. Um, we get him like more than we have gotten, like most players, most star level players here in Sacramento. Uh, he's always available, even if we have to wait forever and we have to wait forever. You know why we have to wait forever every night for Demonis Simonis? Because he has a broken thumb. And he's got to go get treatment after the game to make sure that his thumb doesn't swell up and he can move it so he can come out and play the next game. 
And that's why we wait. And we understand that. And we're like, all right, that's the way it goes. Like, we're not going to sit here and, and cry about it. We're going to wait in the locker room for an hour for Domas because he's getting his treatment. We understand it. And like what he's meant to this franchise already, I just, again, throw it all out the window. The Kings, 16 years, they haven't made the playoffs. Right now, they're the third seed in the Western Conference. Like, we're 50-something games into the season. We're 50 games into the season. Yeah. Like, they're third. Like, even if they don't finish third, it doesn't matter for them to be, not only be in third, but be in third for, like, three straight weeks. Like, this is unheard of. And, yeah. like, that guy needs to be celebrated. Fox needs to be celebrated as well. But Sabonis needs to be celebrated for the accomplishment of, of making the All-Star team for the third time. Yeah, and uh, I think the further we get away from yesterday's announcement, the more uh, he'll be. We'll, we'll we'll look at it as a. It, at least we got Domas. We got one of our guys in there, and they're going to be forced to talk about him. And we've we've always believed uh, that the Sacramento Kings will be well represented in Utah. We know Keegan Murray is going to be a part of the. I don't know what they call it now. It used to be called the Rising Stars Challenge. I don't know what yeah. it is now, but. And I can't, I just absolutely can't imagine Kevin Herter not being a part of the three-point contest. Uh, the only person who I know was a part of the three-point contest is Dame Lillard, and that's because he said, he's like, I'm going to do it. Um, so Buddy I think... Buddy also, I think, acknowledged that he was he has accepted the invitation. Good stuff, as he should. Uh, as he should. That'll, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Well, hopefully Kevin Herter got an invitation. Ho- hopefully he didn't get lost in the mail. Uh, along with uh, De'Aaron Fox's uh, all-star selection. Uh, But kudos to everybody involved in that trade uh, and just the incredible season uh, that DeMontis Sabonis has had. And you, man, you you, you pinpoint this beautifully. It's just great theater uh, that these two teams are playing their second matchup of the season on uh, the night after those all-star reserves were named. I absolutely wish the Kings could have been here uh, for uh, Domas and and uh, well, De'Aaron isn't available tonight. He's out for personal reasons, but for Domas to get that to get that ovation. But I know next Friday, one week from today, oh, he's going to get a reaction uh, at the Golden One Center. And the only person who I think is going to get a louder reaction than Domas' Sabonis is De'Aaron Fox because Domas is going to get that. Hey, way to go! We're we're proud of you. Thank you. We love you. Reaction. And De'Aaron is going to get that F them, you're our guy reaction. <laughs> I think that's going to be uh, extremely loud. James, I want to uh, talk more about uh, the Kings and the Pacers tonight. We'll look back on November 30th uh, and what that game looked like and what this game might look like for Davion Mitchell, who's clearly uh, going to have a big role. But this coming in from Shams. Mm. The Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns, and <laughs> as always... The Dallas Mavericks have emerged as potential suitors for Kyrie Irving. Uh, Chris Haynes adds, Phoenix is viewed as one of the few teams capable of facilitating a deal with Brooklyn that could keep both teams in championship pursuit. Again, that's Chris Haynes. That's uh, Chris Haynes and Shams Karani, respectively. Interesting stuff. As you noted at the beginning of the show, the Lakers have the less the the least amount to offer Brooklyn outside of no one's cap is really affected. Everybody gets to move on from what ails them, and you could keep it moving. But what we forget is Brooklyn is with KD back healthy. That's a legit championship contender. Uh, so if you can grab a few pieces that can help with that, help with that push. Oh, well, there you have it. 
Yeah, if I'm if Dallas, I'm, you uh, might just want to sit this one out. You've you've got nothing here. Dallas has. Yeah, nothing. I agree. I agree. If I'm Brooklyn, uh, the Suns are the team I'm going to because, like, what are they going to offer? Uh, you know, you're gonna you're talking about Bridges. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Like right there. I mean, you if you have a a three, you've got Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Bridges like as your defensive players and then Claxton who's played extremely well this season like you have you're a legitimate team I mean the length and athleticism of that team would be crazy and then on top of that like you can ask for Cam Johnson you can ask for Cameron Payne like Mm -hmm. piece it together if that's what we're going to go with here like you might be able to really come out ahead in in that situation Um, I don't know what like are they going to do a sign and trade like it is a a trade and extend um, with Kyrie, that's always possible. But, um, you know, I, I think the Suns have a lot of issues behind the scenes still, like they're in the middle of transitioning power from one owner to the next. They've kind of been in limbo. Um, but at this point, like they have an owner, a new owner that wants to make a splash. And to me, that's great. Go ahead and make that splash because that has every potential to fall apart and and be, you know, not what you expected. Uh, and on top of that, you know, they've got the Jay Crowder situation. So maybe they throw Jay Crowder yeah. into that deal um, and, and you mix up and you make uh, Phoenix take on a couple of other contracts that you don't really love. I don't know. I feel like Phoenix is going to try to start the conversation with DeAndre Ayton. And I don't know where that goes with Brooklyn, but I feel like that's where they're going to start the conversation. Good we'll, luck with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll continue to monitor the uh, Kyrie Irving situation and uh, any news uh, or rumors that may come about of that. Of course, we've got six days uh, to the NBA trade the deadline, and we just got a little over three hours before the second matchup between the Kings and the Pacers. We'll talk about that. We'll do them with Casey with James Ham return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. d continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. There's so many layers to this Kyrie thing. I'm looking at this uh, tweet from Tim McMahon, uh, Mavs GM Nico Harrison, who's a former Nike executive and coach. Uh, Jason Kidd have a long-standing relationship uh, with Kyrie Irving, and Dallas obviously desperately needs a co-star to go along with Luka Doncic. <laughs> for just for my own entertainment, I need this deal to happen. First of all, Dallas is involved in Dallas desperately wants to be involved in every single big trade that has ever been committed in the National Basketball Association, and they never are. Like they're old for a lifetime when it comes to trading for or signing uh, a big player. But the Nico Harrison thing is uh, an interesting caveat. I just don't know what they have to offer, especially uh, as it compares to uh, Phoenix. Uh, the Lakers, they don't. They, unless Brooklyn for some reason is valuing draft picks, which I very seriously doubt that they are, uh, given their current position uh, in the Eastern Conference as the four seed, uh, just a couple of games back from from Philadelphia and, and, and Milwaukee as well. Yeah, this should be interesting. I mean, Dallas is always, they always want to be mentioned in these things, but they haven't done a good job of creating, like, you know, building players mm-hmm. that that's what you have to look at Phoenix. Phoenix has done an excellent job of, of creating players that are marketable that other teams want, you know, again, your Mikel Bridges, your Cam Johnson's like they've, they've got players even like to a lesser extent, extent like Deandre Aiden. Um, 
you know, that's going to be like, they, they do have like a mill that they're putting up players through where Dallas, they've been searching for pieces to fit next to, uh, to Luca for a couple of years. And in the meantime, they haven't really done a good job of creating something. It's hard to get caught in the, in the middle where you have one star who really can, can win a bunch of games for you, but you're not able to add another star or another like really marketable piece through the draft because you're always in the twenties. And so it, it does make it really tough to, to keep creating something. Um, and you know, they've, they've kind of like played around on, on the fringe, like with, uh dorian finney smith or you know all, all of the pieces that they bring in are around that like you know 10 12 million dollar player level they don't have like another big time player even if you look at sacramento's roster you take luca off and you take De'Aaron fox and demonis sabonis off i like the the king's roster better than i like you know dallas's roster and maybe i'm crazy but that's just my opinion I like when they do find something that works like uh, like brunson they they botch it they lose them and so uh yeah I'm, I'm not super impressed with the package they could put together for for Kyrie I mean there's no way the Kings would have failed to surround Luka Doncic with talent the way that Dallas has what what a, <laughs> what a waste just a waste Kings would have never um Kings and Pacers tonight again will continue to follow everything uh, on Kyrie's latest bombshell. The funny thing is it's the second time trade talks have happened with Kyrie Irving, and we kept talking about this at the beginning of the season. Kyrie never asked for a trade at the start of the season. Kevin Durant did, or, you know, during the offseason. Kevin Durant asked for a trade, and then Kyrie was just lumped into stuff after that. Kyrie, to the best of our knowledge, never asked for a trade. He's just like, I'm, I'm here. I, Kevin doesn't want to be here. I don't know. I'm here. Uh, and then it was, what, two weeks ago, maybe not even that long ago, that Kyrie was at the podium talking about, yeah, I think we can figure this out and get this worked out. Like, I want to be in Brooklyn long term, and I want to get this contract worked out, and this is where I want to be. And they said, great. Here's a four-year deal, Kyrie. There's a couple of provisions in there for you, but here's a four-year deal. And all reports are Kyrie said no. And here we are with uh, Kyrie's latest trade request. No provisions for him. Yeah, I think it's interesting. We were talking before, you know, early uh, before we went live um, that they're like provisions are becoming something that we're seeing around the league. Right. So the, the Zion Williamson deal, like it, it can change like by tens of millions of dollars uh, by him not making weight. And it's some some sort of crazy clause like um, he's got he's got a, his weight and his uh, body fat have to be less than 295 combined, and that's you know in order for him to get all of his money. And then we also talked about Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. is like he's got this new extension that starts. It's like 18, 18, and 18, and it's really like 15 with a bunch of incentives that make it 18, but every year is is partially guaranteed like i've never like, seen hey, an nba contract like his before no his is wild i mean like i was reading some of the stuff and it, it's just totally crazy but it, it does make sense i mean he's a guy who's had some issues and so is yeah is 24 uh 25 is non-guaranteed it's 1 million guaranteed on 7 1 23 he gets a 3 million dollar guarantee on opening night 6 million if he's uh he makes it to pass the 2024 trade deadline um his 2025 contract is non-guaranteed uh his 
2026 as a club option mm. and is non-guaranteed, you don't see an $18 million player with a non-guaranteed contract after the first year. I mean, it's just wild, but yeah. that's kind of where Kyrie's put himself. Like if he wants to be that guy, then, you know, I, I guess there are going to be owners out there who just get, Hey, we're okay. We'll deal with whatever. Uh, but, but why? Like, I mean, there's a lot of talented players out there and Kyrie's one of them, but you know, there's another, tough. there's another report out there that throws the heat in the mix, uh, with the Lakers, Mavericks and Suns. That's something I just can't envision Kyrie Irving and Pat Riley. I just can't, I can't make that work in my head. Maybe Pat wants yeah. that next ring. Maybe Spa wants that next ring bad enough. I just, I can't compute that. That's interesting because they, they also have some players that, I mean, it could work. You, yeah, yeah. It could work. You got a bunch of pieces. I'm not sure that, that anyone is like really keen on taking Duncan Robinson's contract or, <laughs> or even Kyle Lowry. Like there's, there's some questionable things that they've done over the last couple of years that have, which is why they're not at the top of the Eastern conference right now. Uh, but it does make sense because like you get to Miami and, and you've got to be part of the heat culture yep. and they will like pound that into you. You have to be part of the heat culture. You have to buy in. Um, I'm not sure that he's the right player to buy into that culture. No, I'm, 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 I'm with you hundred percent. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 